Sophia of Castleburg. Yes, Your Highness. Good day to you. Thank you for coming. <coughs> Are you all right? Do you need some refreshments? Thank you, Your Majesty, but that won't be of any help. Are you unwell? Time catches up with us all. Here, take the seat by the fire. Your seat? I couldn't possibly. We insist. Thank you. If I may offer my condolences, Your Majesty. Most kind of you. <coughs> Here, take some water. It must have been at least several days' ride. Apologies for any discomfort. Your water. Thank you, Your Majesty. However, if I may. Of course. I was told you have frantically sent messengers all across Castleburg and beyond this last month to find me, yet... You're at a loss as to why we sent for you? Yes. Grief makes you realise much more than you think. Dorothy of Castleburg, it is to you, this kingdom, and us personally, as a great debt. Me? I only came here on business once some 15 years ago. And yet your kindness changes all, forever. I don't understand. Do you remember what happened when you first approached the kingdom of Steintern all those years ago? Yes. I met a young man. Cold, hungry, exhausted. His name. What was his name? What was it? If only I could learn how to shudder. What a burden you are. My dear sister, I would have gladly learnt. For that, I'm so ashamed of you. Please listen to me. I am quite guiltless. What unholy pranks are these? The evil one must have put them into your head. Excuse me. Hello? Hello? Yes? Hello there. I was just wondering, how far to Hesnau from here? Hesnau? Hesnau? The capital of Steintern? Does this road not turn here? I do not hail from this kingdom. My apologies. Where did you come from? I do not know. You do not know? Who is your mother? I may not say. Well, who are you? Augustus. Augustus? I am Dorothea of Castleburg. Oh, pleased to meet you. Safe journey. If I could learn. What are you muttering about? That I'll give worlds to shudder, but no one can teach me. You wish to learn to... What? Shudder? I hear people talking all the time about the way they are led through some ghostly place, or when they sit of an evening around the fire, telling stories which make their flesh creep. The stories cause them fear? They're always saying, it makes one shudder, it makes one shudder. Nothing makes me scared. When did you last eat? I cannot remember. Come on, climb on. Do you have money? Yes. Then I will take you to the tavern where I am staying the next two nights. It's affordable, and you can get some rest. Thank you. Augustus. That was it. How could I have forgotten that? Augustus. Later, Augustus of Steintern. Later still, he became Augustus, Prince Consort to Queen Louisa. Your husband? Whom we all now mourn.
Dorothea, what's ill? Oh, there's a woman in. Quite. Busy today. They've all been to the hanging. Need a drink to calm their nerves after. Well then, what will it be? Two rooms, please. One for myself and one for this young man. Not a problem. Dear lady, you can stay with me if you want. You have money? I take it. Is fifty dollars enough? Fifty? I'd be lucky to make one dollar in a month. Where did you get all that money from? I'm sworn not to tell. Perhaps he stole it. I'm no thief. He might be a little strange. Certainly. However, I could tell his heart is honest. One fellow will buy you a month's lodging here. Thank you very much. Just take a seat. Helga, ready the big room? Thank you. Two nights for me, please. Two shackles then. Helga, ready the small room? There's an odd one, that boy. Yes, troubled too. But troubled by the strangest things. Like what? On the way over, he said all he wants is to learn to shudder. To shudder? He said he would give the world for it. That is odd. Anything, you say? Indeed. What about $50? What? Excuse me, young man. How are you? Well enough, thank you. This lovely young lady was just telling us about how you learned to shudder. Is that right? Yes, I'd give anything to learn. Then I may have a thing for you. I will wager you all your remaining thalas that by tomorrow you'll experience fear. Really? Leave him alone. Landlord, you're my witness. His remaining thalas I will send him to a place of shudder. And you can afford to pay out the same? Naturally. Tell me how, please. You're exploiting him. There's the tree where seven people have been hanged and learning to fly. Sit under it and wait till nightfall, when their corpses will come alive, cursed by the evil of this land. There you'll learn to shudder. Augustus, don't listen to him. I accept your wager. Now, young man, think about this. If that's all I have to do, then it's easily done. Augustus, he's taken advantage of I you. I don't care. If I learn to shudder, then you can gladly have my thalas. Come back to me tomorrow morning. Early. I will. Good night, Dorothea. See you tomorrow. You're despicable. Why? I just made his day. And tomorrow, he makes mine. He went to the tree of the undead corpses? Did you not know about this? There is little I know of his past. Please, tell me what happened next. I waited at the tavern, anxious, fearing for him. Yet even I was unprepared for the story he was to tell. The night fell and the wind blew the corpses one against the other, tossing them to and fro in the darkness, beginning to groan from the curse placed upon them. The curse of Moloch. It got so cold he lit himself a fire and looked upon the bodies, feeling a pity for them. Because he had a tender heart, he put up a ladder, which he climbed, cutting down one body after the other, until he had taken down all seven. 
you're perishing down here by the fire. How you pull things up there must be shaken and shivering. Then he stirred the fire, blew it up and placed them all around in a circle, that they might warm themselves. But they sat there, unable to move, and the fire caught their clothes. Take care, or I have to hang you up again. Corpses let their rags go on burning. Sorry, I didn't mean to burn with you. So he hung them up again, still burning, sat down at his fire and fell asleep. I remember that some said on that night they could hear on the wind the cursed corpses crying out in pain like never before. Shudder. My money, please. No. How should I? Those strange fellows never woo me once. They were so stupid that they let their old tatters burn. Never once did you shudder? <laughs> it looks like an art quite beyond me. You're lying. I think someone had better pay up. Never. That was the deal, fair and square. I was witness. I have never, never met such a person in my life before. I didn't shudder. Well then, I think a pint of ale to celebrate your winnings is called for. I've never tried ale. You'll love it. On the house. <coughs> and again? Mm, I quite like it. I never met a man who didn't. Augustus, listen to me. You must alert to never be rash with your money like that again. Uh, how much is another pint? <laughs> a thala? Good lord, no, no. Thala buys you all the ale you want till midnight here. Done. Helga, ready the big barrel. A good night was had by all. Soon Augustus was the talk of the tavern and beyond. Some started to call him the fearless youth. The fearless youth? A boy with no past, sworn to never speak of where he was from. That's not true. There was one time when he told us his story. He did? Just the once. Another? He's had too much already. Nonsense. Do the last some good. Good. Me. Good. What you lack in wisdom, you make up for in your kindness. I'm not kind. Don't be daft now. No, I'm not. I did something bad. Terrible. And what was that? I can't tell you. I promised I would never speak of it. Is this what's been troubling you? Listen, if there's one thing the young lady here will attest to, it's that one person you can rely on discretion is your tavern keeper. Am I right? Well... A place like this, tongues get loose, you see. I hear all sorts, but my master is shut. 
and burden yourself. Here, another ale. It seems Augustus was from a small family, just his mother and elder sister. He had also told me of a younger sister who had disappeared. His father died from the madness of a broken heart, blaming himself, telling all he had been tricked by the demons of this land. His father was a successful miller, while his sister was considered clever and bright. Augustus, well, those in his village had a different opinion. What a burden he must be! Every day he was made to practice on the turning lake, yet his skills never met his sister's approval. Never good enough! Again! One day as the sun set after a hard day's toll, his mother and sister pulled him to one side. You are growing strong and you must earn your own bread. Look at your sister, what pains she takes. I gave him his knife, mother, yet he would never use it for any sort of hard work. All the money I've spent on your education is wasted. Mother, sister, I will gladly learn. In fact, if it were possible I should learn to shudder, I don't understand that yet. What do you mean? When I hear you, Jackie, talking of your journey to the church, you say travelling through the graveyard makes you afraid. I fear nothing. You'll soon learn to shudder, but that won't help you to make a living. Get inside and go to your bed. What a fool he is, Mother. He'll never come to any good. There's no place for him here. Thanks. He asked to be taught to shudder. If that's all he wants, I can teach him that. That'll be good discipline for him then. When will it be? Soon. Leave it to me. <laughs> And so the sister took Augustus to the church. His duty was to toll the bell. After a few days, she woke him at midnight and bade him rise and climb into the tower and toll. Now, my brother, I'll teach you to shudder. It seems his sister stole forth secretly in front, and when Augustus was up above and had turned around to grasp the bell rope, he saw, standing opposite the hole of the belfry, a dark figure. Who's there? But the figure gave no answer, and neither stirred nor moved. Answer or be gone! You have no business here! But his sister remained motionless, so that Augustus might think it was a ghost. What do you want here? Speak if you're an honest fellow, or I will knock you down the stairs. He can't have his wits or strength to do that. What a fool he is. So the figure gave forth no sound and stood as though he were made of stone. Tell me who you are, rogue. <laughs> as that had no effect, he made a dash at the spectre and knocked it down the stairs. <laughs> he told us how he told the bell as asked, went home to bed without saying a word. His mother waited a long time for his elder sister who never appeared. At last she became anxious and woke Augustus. Don't you know where your sister is? She went to the tower ahead of you. No, but someone stood on the stairs up there just opposite the trap door in the belfry, and because he wouldn't answer me or go away, I took him for a rogue and knocked him down. What? If it were Jacqueline, I should be much distressed. The mother ran and found the sister, who was laying groaning in the corner. Her bones broken. Oh, Jacqueline! Mother, my brother is mad. He has become as insane as father was. Throw that 
good-for-nothing wretch out of our house. <gasps> what unholy pranks are these? The evil one must have put them into your head. Mother, please listen. She stood there in the night like someone who meant to harm. I didn't know who it was, and I warned her three times to speak or be gone. Get out of my sight. I won't have anything more to do with you. But, Mother, please. Here are 50 failures for you. Set forth into the world with them, but tell no one where you come from or who your mother is. I am ashamed of you. When day broke, the youth put the 50 fathers into his pocket, set out on the hard high road, disowned, alone, burdened. Oh, because I couldn't shudder. Listen, lad, it's not your fault. What happened was nothing more than an accident. If only I could have learned to shudder. Midnight. But the bell only chimed once. One night to the 17th birthday of Princess Louisa. That's good, isn't it? Shh. I've heard whispers around the village about this. You wouldn't have done. Stein turns a kingdom facing tragedy. Why? Moloch. Moloch? Who is Moloch? Shh. Keep it down. Who is Moloch? He's a demon. Evil incarnate. It is said he can see into your soul and make evil take the forms of those you most love. That amongst other things, he's the stealer of our children. The one that has cursed our lives, our lands, even the corpses of our dead. The thought makes one shudder. Not me. So what does this Moloch want? To collect what's his. Which is? What Her Majesty promised her. What do you mean? Say, until about ten years ago, this was a happy kingdom. There was wealth, trade, and times were good. Plenty of gold stored in dungeon of Hesnor Castle. Then, Malok came, stealing the firstborn daughters of every family. There was despair. The people demanded action from Her Majesty. So on the day of the princess's birthday, she called forth Malok himself. Moloch, we demand you appear before us. If there's one thing Moloch can't resist, it's a challenge. And he appeared, the very countenance of the devil himself. Which little creature summons Moloch the mighty? His eyes burned. Members of the court shirked in fear, yet his highness stood firm. We do. Queen Alfreda of Steinton. Protector of this land and its people. Protector? Yes, and we demand that you no longer steal our daughters from this land. <laughs> you demand? <laughs> Your power is nothing compared to that of Moloch the Great. That may be, but we are duty-bound to defend this kingdom, no matter how great the threat. We personally challenge you to whatever form of combat it may take. You fear me and would be crushed! We insist you stop this! It was then Malok made his offer. <sighs> I will stop if you pay my price. Go on. Well. What is it she wants from us? Give me residence in the dungeon of this castle to live as flesh and blood from dusk to dawn. Residence? For ten years! Allow me to fill this land with evil during the darkness of the night to curse the dead of this kingdom upon the rise of the moon. 
then I shall return to hell, taking all that resides in the dungeon currently. All that you treasure. The gold of the kingdom? All that is treasured. Is it a price you are prepared to pay for your people? If that is what you want, then yes. Then this is agreed. Agreed. Then for ten years, no more daughters of Stanton will be taken. When the bells of this castle declare the last chime of midnight, from ten years hence, I shall depart, never to return. Thank you. It was a deal forged by the fires of hell itself, but that was more. However, I offer you the chance you seek. For my amusement, challenges may be sent, but they must not approach the dungeon more than two hours before any given midnight and may bring three things, all unliving. However, if any man enters the dungeon, he will face fear beyond imagination. Fear that will drive him to madness, if not death. Noted. Farewell, sub-creature! Of course, what Her Highness hadn't known was that while this deal had been struck, the very moment it had been agreed, I had insisted on going to see the Kingdom's gold in the dungeon. I was now Moloch's prize, condemned to be taken to hell when I turned 17. And yet, you're still here. Augustus told me you left the following morning. Dorothea, the room is spinning. One more L, please. You've had more than enough. Oh, I feel wonderful. How long would this last? Not for long. Dorothea, lovely, lovely, kind Dorothea. I'll buy you breakfast tomorrow morning. That's kind of you, but I must leave at dawn. Leave? I must return home. But Dorothea... The landlord has promised me he'll find you a decent work and a home in these lands. Will I ever see you again? Augustus of nowhere. If you ever choose to visit, you'll always be welcome in Castleburg. Now sleep tight. You'll need the rest for your head tomorrow. <sighs> Why? What would be wrong with it? Sleep well, fearless youth. Time for you to find your own way. And you never saw him again? No, I had to return to Castleburg. If I could have stayed, I would have. But with my son, if I hadn't returned when I did, I wouldn't have had those last few hours. We are sorry. Forgive me. I remember the grief in the air when I departed, the sense of dread of what was to come. Mullock stuck to his word, but with no way of using our gold and my mother, now ruined by her guilt, it seemed the kingdom faced downfall and I faced eternal damnation in hell. This is his room. Open up. 
Oh, yes. Are you Augustus, the fearless youth? Yes. The Queen urgently requires your presence. Oh, I don't feel very well. Carry him if you have to. Move! Your Highness, Queen Alfreda and Princess Louisa, we present Augustus, the fearless youth. Are we sure this is the one the villagers speak of? Yes, Your Highness. Louisa, please fetch the youth some water. Yes, Mother. Augustus, please approach. We imagine you have no idea why you have been brought here. None. Tonight, Moloch the demon will leave Steintown and steal away my beautiful daughter. I've been told of the story, your, your, your Majesty. As we have been told yours, a young man without fear. Is this true? I have yet to learn to shudder. That is true. Your water? Thank you, milady. We have sent many men to the dungeon to challenge Moloch, but few have survived, and those that have... The fear is beyond anything anyone can imagine. They have shuddered, Your Majesty. They have been driven to insanity. What do they face down there? No one knows. They return wounded, but both inwardly and outwardly. Many have tried to save my beautiful daughter from the evil within these walls, but time is running out. All because of my stupidity. You cannot blame yourself, Mother. Augustus, we wish to ask you to challenge Moloch. Me, Your Majesty? The risks are great, yet there is no one else I can ask. Will you accept? My fearlessness has only brought misery. Please, we ask you, beg you. I have yet to shudder, but fear by imagining. This is my last chance to save my beautiful and only child. What if I learn what shuddering is now? We beg you, please. I will accept your challenge. Thank you, Augustus. Tell me, what do you require? Moloch allows you to take three things, none of them living. There is little I can ask for, as my skills are slight. Just a turning lathe and to carry my knife and the means to make a fire. Once I have those, I will enter the dungeon. I just hope they'll be of use. He had asked for no reward, no treasures or gold, nor my hand in marriage, like others had demanded. He set forth, simply to save me. At that moment, I saw how pure his heart was. When night drew on, that brave youth entered the dungeon. His presence didn't go unnoticed. Ah, one last challenge. The king must be desperate to send such a youngling. This would be such a waste of an unlived life. I can only try. <laughs> you are welcome, Augustus. How do you know me? I know you better than you think. He lit a bright fire and waited. And waited. As he was blown up a blaze to warm his bones, he heard a shriek from the corner. How cold are we? Then why do you scream? Come and sit at the fire and warm up. As he spoke, two huge black cats sprang fiercely forward and sat down, one of each side of him. 
and gazed widely at him with his fiery eyes. Moloch had seen into Augustus and given them voices with which to speak, voices that were eerily familiar. You not fear us? No, you don't make me shudder. Moore joined, and as soon he was surrounded, all looked at him hungrily, ready to pounce. Very well, friend. Shall we play a little game of cards with dinner as the wager? We promise our brothers and sisters will not harm you. If you agree. Why not? If you have the cards. But first, you two. Let me see your paws. He seized them by the scruff of their necks, lifted them onto his lap and took out his knife. What long nails you've got. Wait a minute. I must first cut them off. And with this cry of pain, out of every corner came forth black cats with fiery chains in such swarms that he couldn't possibly get away from them. Yet he did not waver. He looked on, seizing his knife. Be off, you rabble rout. And with the bravery of a thousand men, he let fly at them. Some of them fled away, and the others he struck dead. He fought for nearly an hour straight. Once they were in retreat, he returned to fire once more. His victory had been noticed. I congratulate you. Not many may have survived this far. I still have yet to learn how to shudder. Indeed. But there is always time to learn. <laughs> Mullet's words struck a chord. He felt burdened again. What if tonight is the night I learn to shudder? A half-man, moulded into another familiar shape, dropped down the chimney into the dungeon and fell before him. Augustus! Hello? There's a half-wanted down here. That's not enough. The two halves rejoined, and the ghoul of a man sat beside him. Find somewhere else to sit. Augustus tried to shove him away, but the undead man would not move. If you wish to return to your seat, then you must play our game with us. But should you lose, then we will make you join us. The more men dropped down, one of the other, who fetched nine skeleton legs and two skulls, put them up and played nine pins with them. What must I do? Our living skulls to knock down all my pins. I accept, but your skulls aren't round enough yet. He took a living skull and placed them on his leg and turned them till they were round. The screams filled the dungeon. I hope I can do this right. Now they're all along better. You just have one chance. Nine pins all down. Silence fell. Augustus regained his place back at the fire. Are we cold? Yes. I am impressed, youth. None have gotten this far. I would like to reward you for doing so well. 
before I destroy you myself! In the corner of his eyes, he noticed four strange figures, taking the shape of those he knew, carrying a coffin. Who was this? Why don't you look inside? This is my sister. But she looks no different from the day she disappeared. She's so cold. Yes. She has been my plaything for such a long time. Yours? Your mother gladly gave her to me. That was you? You took her from us? I said I knew of you. So many so willing to sacrifice their daughters for my amusement. But I grew tired of them eventually. Dearest sister, let me warm you by the fire. No matter what he did, she would not wake. He sat there, but her limbs did not stir. Please, sister. How touching. You're mourning for her. Perhaps I should just burn her lifeless body away. No! There! Are we warm now? Perhaps you are not ready to face me after all? Show yourself! Do you yet fear? No. <laughs> then follow me. Then he led him through a dark passage to a forge where they found an axe lying on top of an anvil. This is the axe of a thousand fears. It has absorbed every terror, every scream, every shudder of all those who have entered this dungeon. Touch it, and you will feel them all. No mortal man is able to carry such a burden. And if I can? Then all you must do is drive the axe deeper into the anvil than this. Now, do better if you can. Perhaps I can. Then why do you hesitate? It was then he realised. He worried that this was the moment he would shudder for the first time to feel the fear of a thousand men running through his veins, that he would finally learn what terror was. That he would fail me, condemning me to the same fate as his sister and many more before her. Ah, it's almost time. Now you know fear! <laughs> Hearing the bells, Augustus knew he had to make a choice. I am to return to hell! Triumphant! She will be mine! No! Braver beyond words, Augustus seized the axe, feeling the power within it, but never once shuddering. He swung the axe with such force at Moloch, he cut through his demonic flesh, pinning him to the wall. <laughs> ah! Uh, you will take no more from us. He drove blow after blow into Moloch's flesh and blood form, cutting through him piece by piece. Moloch's eyes turned lifeless. Augustus watched the demon's body melted away. The axe turned into ash in his hand. I hope I can find a way back. Tired. He found his way back to the wall of the place where he built his fire. My mother and I entered with hope, realising I had not been taken, but fearing the worst for the brave youth. I have never seen my mother happier.
You have saved my daughter. Tell me, what do you want? You can have anything. Just some rest, please, Your Majesty. Come now, let me reward you with gold or treasures. Uh, all I wanted was to learn to shudder. Yet, it, it never happened. Mother, this youth has risked all to save me without want for anything. Yet he cannot go unrewarded. I agree, which is why I offer my hand in marriage. Marriage? You have fought for me with pure heart, and I would gladly give you mine. Augustus the fearless youth, now to be known as Augustus of Steinturn, do you accept? You are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I would be honoured. Mother? Then I can think of none worthier. You shall marry my daughter. Yay! With the gold that Moloch had kept from us finally recovered, wealth returned to the kingdom. My mother ruled her final days in these lands, once more a happy woman and Augustus made a loyal and loving husband, always at my side, bravely fighting the battles that came to test my new rule. Until he, until he. I hope I've been of some consolation. You have, thank you. And you may stay here as long as you wish. Please take supper with us tonight. We'll be delighted. <coughs> Most kind, but I'd like to return home. My time is short, and it's where I wish to be before. We understand. It has been a long day. Thank you, Your Majesty. Dorothy of Castleberg, it has been our honour. Thank you. Before I go, may I ask just one thing? Of course, anything. Did young Augustus ever learn to shudder? Oh. <laughs> My dear husband, you have returned. Uh, good morning, Your Majesty. Ah, fire. How I need to warm myself up. How went the battle? We were repelled against their advance, but I worry that they will keep testing the kingdom's defences and the resolve of our queen. Have no fear. We are in good hands. <laughs> What's funny? I never did learn to shudder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must be exhausted. Yes, I could do with a bath. We'll have one prepared for you and supper afterwards. Your Majesty. Never learnt to shudder. Yes, Your Highness. Prepare a bath for the consort to warm him. Very good, Your Highness. Wait, no. Fill the bath with the coldest water you can find from the stream. The one with the gudgeons in it. Your Highness? As we said. Very well, Your Highness. <laughs> Your bath is ready, sire. Thank you. It's... it's... so cold. Why? The Queen ordered it, sire. But... but... Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. I'm shuddering. Oh, I know what shuddering is now. Thank you, my wife. Thank you. I'm finally shuddering. That was the last time he was here, before the Battle of Wolfgotten. It will be twilight soon. Goodbye, Dorothea. Farewell, Your Majesty. Goodbye, my fearless youth. 
This is the Wireless Theatre Company production of The Fearless Youth, written by Gareth Parker and performed by the Higher National Diploma Students of West Thames College, Isleworth, Middlesex. The cast is as follows. The Drunk, Queen Alfreda and the Cats, played by Laura Anderson. Moloch, played by Samuel Kai Ankra. Augustus, and other voices, played by Gideon Assuming. Queen Louisa, played by Kerry-Ann Bowen and Emily Bagala. Young Dorothea, the maid, played by Elmira Punjabi. The landlord, played by Lillian Garnese. Old Dorothea, played by Remika Gordon. Jackie, played by Luna Winters. Cats and Servants, played by Amy Foley and Rebecca Manton. Directed by Jenny Runacre.